Okay, here we go. <laughs> All right, everybody, let's get going today. I am very excited because I'm going to go through a topic that I know a lot of network marketers really want to do because it seems like it's an easier way, but is it really a way that works to build your business, which is using lead lists or vendor lists where you can go to a website and you can buy leads, either aged leads or leads that are Christian or leads that are fresh and women looking for business leads or weight loss leads or all these different things. <clears throat> so I've called thousands of those and I will be able to tell you honestly what the deal is with them. So for those of you that don't know me, I am Jen Springer and I've been in the network marketing industry since 2001 and I've built my business every way under the sun from radio to internet like as a um gosh this was even before like shows or podcasts <laughs> it was like a radio show on the internet um print ads you know expos vendor events facebook ads youtube social stuff i mean you name it and you know today i want to talk about buying those vendor lists because it seems like it would be easy and i've already mentioned that but they are there's pros and cons to vendor lists that you can buy. Now, I'm not talking about leads that you generate yourself if you're running ads, but they're leads that you would go to a website and you click and you say, I want 100 of those, or I want a 500 aged leads, or I want this or that. So there's some interesting things about these leads that I'd like to go over and kind of myth bust a little bit. One thing is that there are very few vendor lead generators. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. Like, you know, people always say these are originals, these are fresh, you know, et cetera. But there's only so many people that do the generation. And that is, you know, kind of a, um, how do you say, not a myth, but something that you think that you're spending anywhere from five to $12 a lead and you are getting a lead that is fresh and hot and exclusive to you. Now, I will say that many times when you pay for a premium lead that is between eight to $12, I mean, that's super premium. A lot of them have been interviewed. So somebody's called them and said, hey, you know, are you still looking for a business? Is your name Mary? You know, is this your phone number? Blah, blah, blah. You know, they, they do a little interview before you, you know, call them. And I have found that those are no better than the ones that haven't been interviewed, to be honest. Um, I've also bought leads that were, that watched a video before they talked to me. Those were not any better. The, the thing is with these leads, I even called weight loss leads. I've called women looking for a business lead. I've called Christian leads. I've called aged leads. I mean, honestly, for, you know, for leads that you may want to practice on or learn, the aged leads are, to be honest, the best value for your price. Uh, because they've, most likely they've asked for the information to find a work from home opportunity and they have not found it. So instead of paying like between five and $12 a lead, you're only paying like a dollar a lead. And a lot of times those aged leads are not more than 90 days old. A lot of them are just a month old. So they're worth it, you know, because there's not that many lead generators out there and there's not that many people calling leads. I mean, there is, but there isn't. So you, you're able to invest into those aged leads and, and my personal use that I like 
these vendor leads for is to practice going through scripts. So if you're fresh to network marketing and you want to be able to like work through some phone skills, you know, you want to get to, you know, run through some things before you either generate your own leads or before you would buy premium leads or go into a lead co-op. Those leads, in my opinion, from a vendor, quote unquote, are great for practicing on. And you can not have a lot of pressure because <laughs> I don't look at those leads like you're trying to like sponsor them, you know, bring them into your business. I look at them as a way to refine your script and get over your fears or apprehensions or to be able to start a conversation with somebody that you don't know yet. So I'll get into that in just a little bit, but you know, when, how, how do you know whether or not you have a reputable source for your leads? Well, you don't really know, <laughs> honestly. You know, a lot of these leads, one of the questions, if you're gonna buy leads, you wanna ask, how were these leads generated? And how many times have they been sold? Those are the two biggest questions to ask somebody who you're buying leads from. You can search network marketing leads, you know, MLM leads or something like that. And you can find these vendors on the internet. But like I said, there's very few people that are doing lead gen so that they're not, they're, they might even be coming from the same source. And so you wanna ask, how old are they? Um, how many times have they been sold? And how were they generated? I mean, how old are they? They often will say that on there, but especially where, where did they opt in? Because a lot of those people that are opting in for looking for a business, quote unquote, they were incentivized to get some type of Menards card or Home Depot, or, you know, they were incentivized, you know, to get paid for an interview. And that was part of the information with that. Also, those people, I know that they do a lot of that lead generation through game apps, and at least they used to. And, you know, that person might need to fill that out. It popped up in the middle of something. So the problem is with those leads is they're not the greatest of quality. It wasn't like somebody went and like, you know, said, I want to work from home. It typically came up in something and it said, well, fill this out. You'll get a free blah, 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 you know, or somebody, people that are getting paid to do surveys, do these things. So that's why the sourcing on them is not necessarily the best because they didn't willingly really go and seek out the information. So like I said, I think that the leads that are the aged ones are my preference for practicing and even if you're going to sponsor. Now there's things that you can do with those lead lists. You know, if you know how to do things like Facebook ads or massive campaigning through texting and stuff like that, you gotta be really careful so you don't get in trouble for spamming. Make sure you know the spam laws. But you can take those lead lists and, and create on Facebook like custom audiences. You could use those people to create, you know, lookalike audiences, or you could use those people to um, target, you know, like you have Facebook, find those people, and then you can actually target an ad in front of them and get them to truly opt in and get onto your lead list, uh, your own personal, like pre-qualified lead list. But, <clears throat> you know, that, that list itself is, it is valuable to a degree uh, because you can, you know, do stuff with that, especially if you're doing Facebook. Um, Facebook ads, you can create um, audiences for them. Like I said, you've got to be, you know, you got to remember that those people are not going to be the top echelon of leads. 
there's a saying in network marketing that the best leads that you will ever have are the ones that you generate yourself. And that's true because I've called thousands of leads. Like, I'm not kidding. <laughs> I've called thousands. I think I've, I don't, I still have them on my computer since like I started calling leads in like 2007 and I was buying them in bundles of like thousands. I spent so much money in these leads and I sponsored one or two people because they're really not, they're tire kickers. They're not the top, you know, creme de la creme of leads. And I thought that there was something wrong with me. You know, if you've ever called a lead from a lead vendor and you've called like hundreds and you've never sponsored anybody, it doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Because when I generate my own leads, I have no problem sponsoring them at all. But these leads are, like I said, they're tire kickers. There's a lot of people that you'll go through them and you'll listen to their, you know, do a conversation to them and listen to their answers. And you're like, where did this person come from? Are they living under a rock or, you know, like, it's just so weird, the stories they tell you. So like I said, take them with a grain of salt and use those for practice. Now, if you do decide to do that, and if you're going to call leads to practice and get good at your phone skills, there's some let's say that you are deciding to do that. You know, you're like, I want to get good at my skills. I want to play with my script. I want to get comfortable talking to people I don't know. Great. So you say you're going to buy some practice leads, you know, the age leads. So some of the numbers that you can look at is how, you know, out, out of all the people you have on that list, say you have a hundred names, you know, how many of those people are going to answer the phone? Maybe 10%, maybe 10%. On a good day, maybe 15%, especially nowadays, it's 10% or less answering the phone. So be aware of that. That people think there's something wrong with them or it's a bad lead list. I'll tell you, out of all the leads I've ever generated, not generated, but the ones I've purchased, it's 10%. So plan on 10%. You've got 200 leads, you're gonna get 20 people to answer. 300 leads, 30 people to answer. And I've taken notes and I've counted these people and that's pretty much the standard number. So out of those people that you talk to, you know, are you going to be sponsoring them? Well, it really depends on your skill. The skill of doing these types of uh, leads, you have to be really sharp and on your game. You know, you don't get on the phone and, and say, oh my gosh, you know, like, you know, are you looking for a business? Great. Well, I've got the best one in the world. You got to join my company. It's the best ever. And they're like millions of dollars and they're global. They're international. We can help you get to your dreams. People are not going to enroll at all. I, I will tell you that right now, <laughs> not from experience. I was following scripts, you know, multiple, I've used multiple scripts in the past. You know, I first started learning about doing this in 2007 and, you know, the scripts that are focused on controlling the conversation that are full of questions that are really trying to dig deep as to why somebody is looking for a business and what they've tried and what are they going to do if they don't succeed and what's their plan B and all those types of things. You know, you want to really stay focused on uncovering the reasons why in their life they're looking to start a business or whatever, if you bought weight loss leads or whatever, but just in general, we're talking about leading with the business types of leads. And so you, you really want to be pro focused on their problems. And then when you feel like you've made a good connection with people and you figured out, you know, what are they looking for and what they've tried and et cetera, then you can present the company. You know, we don't pitch the company on the call. That is the most important thing not to do. So many people want to get on the 
the soapbox to be able to just start pitching at this point. It's the amateur thing to do, to be honest. It's totally the amateur thing to do. It's also the nervous thing to do. So when someone's like, yeah, you know, I'm looking for this and that, and they're like, oh, great. Well, my company's, you know, $2 billion and they're global and they, they got the best products ever and everybody loves them and you need them and, you know, blah, blah, blah. We can make a million dollars together. People just like, it just does not work. When I'm on the phone and I'm talking to a lead, either that I generated or one that I purchased, it's simple. When you get to the point of the conversation, and mind you, the initial interview on a conversation should only be about 15 minutes. And I, and I get to the point where I feel like I've made a connection. I say, you know what, great. So let me, you know, the next step is to, you know, send you some information about the company that I work with. Have you ever heard of XYZ? And you then tell them the company and they'll say yes or no. And if they say yes, you say, well, what have you heard? And they'll like proceed to tell you. And then you find out, well, do you have an account with them? You got to find that out to you before you go any further. If they say no, I'd have never heard of them. You say, great. You might tell them like three sentences of information max. Well, they were established in 1994. They are a $2 billion company and they're expanding internationally. How about I send you a little bit of information so that you can learn more and then let's reconnect in an hour. How does that sound? And then you say, do you want me to text it to you or email it to you? And then you send them it does, believe it or not, the information you send them is not critical for closing. It could be a website. It could be a video. It could be something you put together or a, a webinar your upline did. You know, just make sure it's not full of factoids and too much information that's going to make the brain melt and say, oh, I have more questions and this and that. Because the only thing that they really question is, are you, you know, legitimate? Are they legitimate? The company's legitimate and can they, you know, do it? So is this a scam? Can I do it? <laughs> Those are the two main questions. So once you present that information to them, just text it over, send it over, hang up, you call them back and you say, well, you know, did you get a chance to look at the information? What did you like about what you saw or heard or whatever you sent them? And then you proceed just to go through that stuff. And then you wind up recircling, you know, or circling back and asking them, have you any questions? You know, let me write them all down. And you go through the questions if they're pertinent. And then you say, where do you see yourself getting started? And that's how you bring them into the close. And this call is not about closing or doing all that. I just want to give you an idea of what it is like to make these calls. And they should be very simple, very direct, very to the point. Three hours on the phone with the prospect is not what you do. That initial conversation should be maybe 15 minutes because you're sorting out, you know, sometimes mine went a little longer. You're sorting out, is this person the right fit? you know, in and out, in and out. You're trying to ask questions. You send them to information about your company. Then you follow up and close. And that could be another 15 minutes if they're not interested, a half hour if they are, then you got to close them and get them enrolled. That's truly the way that it looks like. So, you know, how do you, um, you know, how do you keep the, when you're making these calls, I mentioned a few seconds ago that it's so important not to overwhelm them you know, we all are excited about our companies and we all think that we have the best thing in the world. And the problem is, is this person on the phone is already in a state of overwhelm because you're just calling them. And if we start spitting out 500 things about the company to them, they're going to have a meltdown and they're not going to be ready to start you at all. I'm just going to tell you. 
So please always share third-party information with your prospects. And what I mean by that is send them information that is a piece of uh, technology outside of you verbally vomiting on the people. So you're sending them a video link, an audio link, you're sending them a document through the text, you know, like a PDF, or maybe a catalog version of the web, of the uh, electronic version of the catalog. You know, you wanna be able to do that. You can also do another strategy where you connect and friend with them on Facebook and then put them in a Facebook group. And then you say, great, well, the next step is to, let's get you into our Facebook group so you can see everybody and meet everybody and see what we're doing exactly. Let me find you on Facebook. You find them on while you're on the phone. Great, I just friended you, accept my friend request. Great, I'm gonna add you to this group right now. And then I'm gonna tag you in the post that is the, the announcement post so that you can watch that first. And I'll call you back in a half hour, an hour, whatever it is. So that's another way of giving them a piece of information but so many people get hung up on this piece of information. Like they get so hung up on what this piece of information is going to close your prospect and it's not going to. The work you did on the call before you told them about your company with being genuine and sincere, asking these questions about their life and why they're looking for you know, another business and you know, blah, blah, blah. That is what makes that um, that uh, magic happen with the trust and the bonding and the connection with your prospect. That piece of information you're going to send them is giving them the, the go-ahead if this company is legit or not. That's all that really is proving. Those, those presentations are not really gonna close people. You can have the, the worst crappy presentation in the world and it's not gonna matter if you did a great job in the first part of the call. Now, if you call them back and they're not there, on the phone, they don't answer, it's probably because that first half of the call wasn't done well enough. And I invite you to record your calls because you may think you did a fantastic job. And then you go back and you listen to yourself and you're like, oh boy. <laughs> you know, you're like that, mm, I don't think I would have called back either. <laughs> Just telling you, <laughs> listen to your tone of voice, listen to the cadence. Did you sound genuine and sincere? Did you sound like a robot? Did you sound like you were grilling them? So you could use like to record, you can use tape a call on your phone. There's an app here. There's call them all, not call them all. Um, I use free conference call. There's another one. Oh, I know the name and it's escaping my mind. Oh my goodness, I can't remember, but there's another one. There's a lot of services that can record your phone calls. So just put it into you know, Google and figure it out. But you do want to record those calls because you may think you're a, a rock star and then you listen to your call and you're like, oh, uh, that's just maybe where some work needs to be done. <laughs> so please record your calls. And if you want some unbiased opinion, then give it to your upline or somebody else to listen to and then say, what do you think how I did on this call? Honestly, you know, blah. so anyways, so once you get that person, you know, on the phone, on the second follow-up, you know, how do you get them started? Well, I will say this, and one of my mentors, uh, Tom Challen, taught me this about the packages. Um, and I know a lot of people who are listening to this are gonna get really hung up on what I'm gonna say, because it seems like people get focused on the wrong things. And it doesn't matter how much PV or how many dollars this is, 
it's a matter of giving people some options. It doesn't matter what products you put in there. It doesn't matter like really what the story is. But if you, your you know, company has uh, say an initial package that is maybe between $100 and $200, that's typical of most companies. Sometimes most companies have like a, a little information packet where people can get started for like between $20 and $50, you know, something like that. And then they have product packages. And some companies have one package that's between 100 and 200, and that's it. Well, there are a lot of people that want to get started with more product and more assortment and some stuff to either share and maybe just flip and retail to get people to try or have a bigger assortment to try to share from experience. So my encouragement is, and I learned this, like I said, from Tom, he said, create some packages at various levels of you know cost so most people create them between 250 and 500 is the second level and then the third one between 750 and a thousand so you give people three different options you know and those packages are packages you put together with your own product assortment you create this and when you put the order in you add those products onto the order and this is not something the company makes you don't need to think about it that hard just make some groupings of products that are really popular in the company and that you know people love and you tell them that you know these are products that people love and these are products that people you know really really um cherish and love and you know it makes people happy or whatever you want to say so you just come up with an assortment and you know you can have this available you know like through a video or something where you send them that initial you know get more information when you're on the call and you could talk about the packages and you could say hey you know when you get on the phone do you see yourself getting started package a b or c a is the you know 100 to 200 package b is the 250 to 500 package and c is the 750 to 1000 package and you put your favorite products in there and then you let them choose i could tell you that 99 percent of people say i want to get started with package c the big one but i can only afford package b or a it's almost always the answer trust me <laughs> it's almost always the answer so that's how you get them started so that you can change your volume increase. You know, you can be able to grow faster. I mean, think about if you want to raise your volume $10,000, is it easier to sponsor 10 people at 1,000 PV or 100 people at 100 PV to get to the same volume? So my encouragement, if that freaks you out, my encouragement to you would be get comfortable with offering multiple packages and higher volume. You know, the company that I'm with, they, um, they, when I started back in 2001, had multiple packages and different prices. And so that's not an unusual thing for companies to have. And so to offer people that are getting started multiple options of more products, more assortment, more to try is actually a great benefit for your prospect. It's not all about you getting more money. It's about you getting them more experience with the company and also shaving on saving, shaving, <laughs> saving on having all these different orders that I wish I know when I started, I had one little package of stuff. And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to get this one. I got to get that one. I got to get that one. Oh my goodness. And, it, and all of a sudden I had like, seriously, there's days I had like three or four packages a day showing up at my door. And I thought, oh, I wish that this was all in one package. So you're really helping people when you do that. And when you, you know, a lot of the question comes when people get, you know, enrollments, the big thing is always, well, how do you get people on the auto ship? And 
that's not for me difficult. Um, it is difficult if you have a hang up about asking for that order, that monthly standing order right from the get go. It's really about posturing that, um, I, you know, posturing that question or posturing that. Because if you're getting somebody enrolled and you're telling them, okay, here's your package, and then your monthly, if you're doing a business, your monthly overhead is. XYZ, you know, whatever that is in your company, $100, $250, whatever it is. And you just say, I suggest these products because these are the ones that are going to help you with that or this or whatever. And some companies don't have their auto ships, but most do. And it's not for most companies required. Some companies it is, some it isn't. Some companies have bonuses that will be maximized if they are on an auto ship program. So share a little bit of the benefit, just say, look, you know, to maximize your commissions, it's best to be doing this, plus you don't ever wanna miss a check. Let's get this set up, plus you'll be able to try this product and be on it for a few months. You can change it at any time, whatever you, the program is. And you just assume it, and you add it onto that first order and you get them set up. You can change it, cancel it, but now at least you're all ready to go. And that's how you get them on those long-term programs because that also adds stability to your business but then people are trying the products especially with the health company you need to be on a product regimen for a while to see the real difference or you know there's uh, there's so many you know different types of products out there it doesn't matter what it is most of them take a period of time in order to see the effects 90 days right so give that tell them give it at least 90 days so there is that. Now, the last thing I want to talk about are, is, you know, if vendor leads are a good strategy for duplicating in your team. This goes back to the original thing I said about leads. If you are buying vendor leads and your team are brand new to network marketing and you're all trying to call these leads and you're learning your skill while you're calling these leads, it's going to be challenging because people don't have the skill and they're going to go through hundreds and hundreds of leads, maybe even a thousand leads. I do my own lead generation uh, for mostly through Facebook and people, I put people through a process in which they are, you know, watching and learning a lot about me before they talk to me on the phone. And so that lead is pretty warm. But when you're calling a lead that's from a vendor that is really um, cold they are hard to crack in and get to know. <laughs> and then to have new people try to build the same way is very challenging. If you are running your own ads that are coming through a process where people are getting to know and be pre-qualified to, and they're more specific to you and your team, then you're going to have a much higher success rate, way more duplicatable, way more chance of success. You know, a lot of people were co-op in and put ad, you know, money into doing an advertising campaign and rotating the leads with that. So it, it might be a, a strategy. It might be a strategy also to a company with, you know, if somebody's new getting started and they want to reach into, you know, practicing on, with people they don't know, you know, calling them on the phone or whatever, um, you can tell them these are just for practice. You know, you know, you might buy some age leads and that you've already cycled through them with some, you know, some of your key leaders who can close. And you've got people that still need to be followed up with. Then you can give those to people to practice and learn on. But make sure that you set the expectation very real. And you know, oh, I'm going to give you all these leads and you're going to close them and you know, blah blah blah. 
just set the precedence that these are for practice. If you close any of them, that's fantastic. You know, don't be surprised if they're kind of dorky on the phone. And if you enroll anybody, that's super great. You know what I mean? So set the expectation correctly and, you know, make sure that people aren't thinking that, you know, you're giving them a pot of gold and they're going to instantly get the gold because it does take practice. You want to just set that realistic expectation because if they do enroll people right from the start, that is great. You know, we want that to happen. But if they don't, like me, I called thousands of those vendor leads and I never got anybody. Well, I got a couple of people to enroll and it was not my gangbuster success. And I spent thousands of dollars on those vendor leads back in 2007, 2008, 2009. I can look at my hard drive right now and tell you how many times I've purchased leads. I mean, over and over and over. Hmm. Oh my gosh, these are 2007. Oof, these are old. 2007, I did a lot of lead dialing in 2007. 2018, I bought leads. 2019, oh, 2000, oh my gosh, I really called leads in 2013. Ooh, 2013, you guys. Um, let's see. No, those aren't news. So old, what does old mean? 2006. Yeah, I'm calling a long time. Hey, weight loss leads. 2007, I called weight loss leads. <laughs> oh, you guys, um, these are a long time ago. And then I realized that was maddening. And that's when I learned how to generate my own leads. But like I remember, if you, if you, like I said, if you are you know, new, they're great to practice on. You can find, definitely find, you know, leads that are inexpensive to practice using for the internet. So anyways, that's what I'd like to say for today. It's a very important, you know, part, it can be in a very important part of your business to be able to share your um, business leading with, leading with the business opportunity, not just the product, but to be able to carry on conversations with people that you don't know. And those leads from lead lists are absolutely wonderful to do that. And if you expect to close them, just be prepared. You might not be able to, but if you can get that skill of opening conversations with somebody on the phone that you've never met or talked to, and you can get good at it, then go ahead and, and try that for sure. So anyways, I hope this was really, really helpful for you. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Our next one is going to be, where is that here? Oh, here it is. Where is my list of, hold on, I had it in front of me. I exposed in vendor events. I'm going to talk about that. I built a heavy, 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 heavy with expos and vendor events. So I'm going to share some of my secrets to that. And the industry has changed with those vendor booths as well. So I will tell you that. <laughs> Not the same as it was since 2001. 